Today on Pilgrim Radio's His People, Jordan Taylor, on what attracted her to New Age practices and spirituality, and then leaving it for a new life in Christ. I will say there have been a ton of people who have unfollowed me, unfriended me, who don't hang out with me anymore and don't want to be friends with me anymore. And it's been, because I'm human, Mm -hmm. it's been um, tough. Yeah. And in the beginning, I had really grieved some friendships lost, but now it's it happens so often <laughs> that I'm I kind of have a thick skin about it, and and also Jesus is just so worth it that I would do it over and over again. Jordan Taylor next. As she puts it, Jordan Taylor was entrenched in the New Age. For more than a decade, she was deeply involved in its spirituality and practices, and her life revolved around it. As you'll hear her explain, it was a movie she reluctantly watched that changed her life. Jordan Taylor's piece, I Left New Age for Jesus, is posted at the Gospel Coalition. Jordan, what is the New Age or the New Age movement? I would say it's a big umbrella of lots of things, different types of spirituality where you might find... um, pantheism where people are finding God in nature, um, oneism where we're all one. You might find uh, lots of different beliefs under the umbrella of New Age. Um, But for the most part, I would say that the common belief is that we can control our own reality. Mm. And that we can manifest whatever life that we want and essentially be our own God. Is the term New Age movement, is that still used a lot, or is it more just the New Age now? I think most people refer to it as New New Age, but I've heard people say the New Age movement. It's definitely grown a lot over, I don't even know how many years. I was stuck in it for 13 years, so... I know that it's not a new thing, mm-hmm. but it's definitely caught on. Well, what attracted you to it? Was it, was it part of a, I mean, initially, uh, was it part of a spiritual search or quest or something like that? Yeah. To rewind, I, when I was a child, um, I grew up in a broken home, and my mom was a single mother, and I was the oldest of all of my siblings, so I grew up really fast and didn't have much of a childhood, and so... By the time I was in my 20s, I was really angry, and I didn't know why I was so angry, and I felt like life should be more than this, Mm -hmm. so I started to find ways to help myself. I was looking into self-help and self-improvement. I started seeing a therapist at the time, and you'll find that in most therapy outlets, and I would say most therapists would would recommend things like meditation or yoga to de-stress and to relax. And so that was something that was recommended to me. And at first I was like, oh, I don't really want to do that. That doesn't sound good to me. (laughs) (laughs) But after some encouragement and I did some research um, and, you know, a quick Google search will tell you that yoga and meditation and all of these new age things bring about relaxation and help you feel good and and bring about healing. And healing was a big message for me that I felt like I needed. It was recommended enough that I finally decided to look into it. And so my first 
my first yoga session that I I experienced was I bought and this is going to date myself, but I bought a DVD, a yoga DVD and a, a yoga mat and I tried it at home. And the first time I did it, I was like, okay, you know, this is all right. I could see how people would like this. It did make me feel good. I wasn't over the top about it, but mm -hmm. I thought it made me feel good. And that just kind of opened the doors for me to explore. And so I started to wonder what it was all about. I started getting books and you know, in the self-help world, uh, in the self-love world, you're going to find all of that is encompassed in the new age. So talking about your own truth, you know, living out your own truth or finding your own truth, being who you authentically are, loving yourself for who you are, all of those things felt really good to me as I was doing my research and finding more and more books that back that up. And also, it, it solidified that I was the one that got me to where I was. So I felt like I got myself this far in life. I had such a um, chaotic childhood that no one could have ever seen me get this far in life. And so it was giving me all the credit. And, and you'll see that in the new age is that self is exalted over anything. So you're saying in one sense, yoga, and there's other practices that you became involved with, but yoga was kind of a gateway into this new age world for you. Yeah, it was. Is that commonly the case, do you think, for many people? Or do you think it just it's kind of a it, it's an individual thing? Some people might do yoga and might not explore any of that. I think some people do genuinely do yoga to stretch and to exercise. But the thing about yoga is, is that it does have a really major spiritual aspect to it. And when you start digging into the roots of it, you can see that it is a spiritual practice and it's got its roots in Hinduism. So I actually ended up becoming a yoga teacher. I got certified. Hmm. Um, yeah, I got certified and ended up teaching classes at a studio. I taught classes online when when COVID hit. I had a pretty decent following um, of, of students that were taking my classes. I also taught goat yoga at a farm. <laughs> goat yoga? What goat is, yoga. What is that? <laughs> it's exactly as crazy as it sounds. <laughs> Where you're in a room full of goats and you're trying to do yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you just trying to avoid them, or what's the purpose of having the goats in the room? Most mostly, people are are more focused on the goats than they are the yoga. But most of the time, you're getting into different yoga poses, and the, the little goats are jumping on your back, or you're holding the goats while you're in a certain pose. So it's more huh. it's more fun. There's not as much of a spiritual aspect to goat yoga. But if you take the word yoga, which means to yoke or union that has that has a, a spiritual tune to it so if yoga means union or yoga means to yoke you you got to think about what am i yoking to and what am i becoming one with well my guest is jordan taylor and we're talking about a piece that appeared uh, at the gospel coalition site i left new age for Jesus, and she's giving us a little bit of the background of her involvement in the New Age. So I, I want to ask you a little bit more about some of these other practices, Jordan. But you actually you, you became such a um, a believer in some of these things that you were um, you were making money at it. You were uh, doing it as a 
as an occupation. I was, yes. I I built a whole business around it. I was a yoga teacher. I was a Reiki master. And Reiki is an energy healing. Uh, so I became a Reiki master. I was practicing Reiki on other people. I was also reading oracle cards. I started to get into tarot cards. I was taking classes to hone in on my psychic abilities. I was also, in my own time, I was doing spells and rituals and using crystals for healing, manifesting, protection. And so I was teaching other people how to do that as well. And so I built a whole business around it. And it wasn't until I met the Lord that I felt convicted to close that down. Mm. So a, a Reiki master, that's uh, spelled, I think, R-E-I-K-E. Um, some people may know exactly what that is. Others may not. What What is that? How does that work? So Reiki is an energy healing technique, and it's a hands-on energy healing technique. So Reiki comes from a, uh, two Japanese words, Rei, which is can mean higher power or universe or universal, and then Ki, which is energy. So the K-I is Ki, which is life force energy. And it's believed that the practitioner places their hands in different places, um, either a little bit above the body or on the body, and guides the energy through the body. And it promotes uh, stress release, relaxation, and healing. How popular is that technique? And then how popular are these new age practices in general? I mean, yoga is really popular. Yoga is really popular. Reiki is really popular too. And Reiki is now being done in yoga classes. Hmm. So a lot of yoga teachers are both Reiki masters and or Reiki practitioners and yoga teachers. And so they're doing them in class. But Reiki has been practiced by people for over 2000 years. And the guy, uh, Mikao Usui, uh, Mikao Usui, that's his name. Um, he actually formally put it together in a in a way that people could get certified or, or become practitioners. Um, he formally made a practice, I think it was in the 1920s. Is there any belief in God in the New Age, Jesus? Yes, but it is not the God of the Bible. It is not Jesus of the Bible. People in the New Age like to think that there's multiple ways to God. Mm -hmm. So they think that they can access Christ consciousness, and they think that Jesus is an ascended master or just a great prophet or a good spiritual teacher. So they're not talking about Jesus of the Bible, but it's their own version of Jesus. And some people, they correlate God with the universe. So when they're saying universe, they might interchange the words universe and God, but it's not the God that we talk about. And, and on one level, uh, I think you might have mentioned it earlier, but in your article you certainly do, that people in the New Age, that there's a belief that, that they are God. And you'll hear some people say that we're all God. Uh, how did the being involved in these various practices, and probably we haven't hit everyone, but how did it affect how you lived your day-to-day -day life, or did it? It did affect me in a big-time way. I actually found myself, I was in probably the deepest depression I had been in, and mm. I just felt like I was in a really dark place that I couldn't dig myself out of. And so I was seeking, I was seeking something to get me out of that, 
And so I kept getting into the cycle of needing that next healing session, needing to go get more Reiki, needing another yoga class, needing more card readings, needing a to go see a psychic medium to tell me, you know, what it is that I needed. So I would find myself just constantly searching and constantly wanting these healing sessions so that I could feel better because I felt so so bad and um so depressed and sometimes i couldn't even leave the house because i mm. was just you know i was just in such a space that i didn't have any hope even though i would put on a facade mm -hmm. online because i had a business and i needed people i i was trying to teach people how to live an abundant life while i was deeply depressed so it had a huge effect on me you write that you believed that you were laying out a welcome mat, and you've kind of explained this pretty well already, but for darkness and deception. Of course, that's in retrospect. So all of these practices, you would kind of put them under the umbrella of what, what uh, the occult, something like that? I would definitely say these practices are rooted in the occult. And I didn't know at the time, I, and I think you would find this with most people in the <clears throat> new age, that we really believed, I believed, yeah. I know that most people believe that they're doing something good. Mm -hmm. And there's another part of this where you believe that you found your purpose in life. I, I thought that I found my purpose in life. I thought the more healing that I could do, the higher I would help raise the vibration of the planet. So I thought that I could have an effect on the healing of the collective. So the healing of collective humanity, the healing of collective planet. So the more that I healed and the more that I was doing and if i had a crisis i thought it was a i thought it was just a spiritual up leveling so the more that i did that i thought that i was doing something good and then i thought that i could help other people do that i could help them heal and help them up level so i didn't know i really thought that i was doing something good i thought i was doing it under the umbrella of love and light which you'll also see a lot of in mm -hmm. the new age i thought that i was doing something good and helping people and helping myself but I did not realize that I was actually laying out a welcome mat for darkness and deception. And what is up leveling? So you you feel like you you're you're made to believe that you're ushering in a, a new a new age, a new earth, um, hmm. and that the more you up level, so you're you're helping the planet to up level and to eventually reach that point where. There is a, th this new earth. And so I, I realized that uh, a lot of these ideas are stolen or taken from the Bible. Hmm. And they're worded or, or packaged in an appealing, an appealing way where people can digest it and get behind that. Because I was like, yeah, of course, my healing means something. So if I'm having a depressive episode or I'm going through some crisis, then that means something because I'm actually helping. I'm helping the new earth come to be. I'm helping the, the collective humanity or the collective planet to heal as well. Well, uh, Jordan, when you were involved in these new age practices, did you respond in a certain way to, to God? I mean, the biblical God, to Christianity, to Christians? Did you have any reaction or sense of, about them? Unfortunately, I did have a reaction. So when I was in the New Age, I I had 
friend. So my best friend, when I was eight years old, I went to church with her when I was a child. And that was my first introduction to God and to Christianity. I didn't grow up in a, in a religious household. So I went to church with her and her parents. And I was a child, so I stopped going. I, I'm not really sure, but I stopped going probably around the time I became a teenager. And then eventually in college, I joined crew on oh, campus. Yeah. So I, I know that I was constantly searching for something bigger than myself. And I got really hurt by some people in crew. And so I ended up just denouncing it all and saying, this is not for me. God's not for me. The Bible's not for me. I threw my Bibles away. And my my friend and some other Christians that I had come in contact with throughout my my life, my adulthood, would lovingly um, try to evangelize to me. And I was so very against it. And I didn't even like to hear the word Jesus. You know, if you're if you're coming to me talking about Jesus, I'm telling you that you're trying to push things down my throat, that you're trying to push your beliefs on me. I just had such an aversion to it and did not want anyone to try and tell me that I was wrong or that I couldn't do what I was doing and that their way was right and my way was wrong. So I definitely felt like I was allergic to God and Jesus of the Bible. Mm. You explain that uh, it sounds like where you where you got your first real introduction to Jesus, to the biblical Jesus, was when you were watching a movie uh, about him yeah. with your boyfriend at the time. Can you tell us maybe yeah. what movie that was and uh, what kind of effect it, it had on you? Yeah, so I was still very averse to Jesus, and my boyfriend at the time had recently been saved, and he was always had his nose in the Bible, and you know, I would ask him what he was doing in his free time. And he's like, oh, I'm watching Passion of the Christ. And I'm like, for fun, what are you doing? <laughs> so he started to ask me, he was like, will you watch, you know, will you watch this movie with me? And the movie was um, Son of God. Mm. So he said, will you watch this movie with me? And I, I kept saying, no, I don't, I don't want to watch this movie with you. And I don't want to watch a movie about Jesus in my spare time. You know, I, in my free time, that is not what I think is fun or <laughs> enjoyable. <laughs> so I was like, I am not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And he kept pressing and asking me. And so I finally said, okay, I will watch this movie this one time with you, but you have to stop asking me to watch Jesus movies with you. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. So I did. I, I watched this movie and all I can remember and people ask me about the movie all the time. They're like, what was the name of the movie? And I was like, it, it's Son of God. But I can't, honestly, I cannot tell you if the movie is, uh, if I recommend it or could critique it. Because I don't quite remember everything about the movie. But what I do remember is that there was a point in the movie, and I, I don't remember when, but I just started to sob hysterically. Mm. And it was the type of cry that I've I've never felt myself cry before. It was almost as if my soul was just crying out. And as I was crying, I felt this overwhelming feeling of love just all around me, enveloping me. And I had no idea what was going on, but I'd never felt that kind of love before. 
And so I remember while I was crying, my, my boyfriend had looked over at me and um, I was like, don't look at me. I, I just don't like violence. Okay. <laughs> That's why I'm crying. <laughs> and it wasn't until after the movie and probably that night or the next day that I was digesting what happened and how I felt and that I just knew there was, it was undeniable. I could not, I could not lie about it. I could not hide it. It was totally undeniable that God was just after my heart. Did you become a believer in Jesus at that time, just after the movie, or did that kind of happen more gradually? When I watched the movie, I, I knew. I didn't want to admit it to my boyfriend, but I knew. I just knew that Jesus was the truth and um, that I, I wanted to proclaim that he was my Lord and Savior right then and there, but I was just so overwhelmed and, and a little confused about what was happening to me, yeah. <laughs> considering, you know, just, uh, I don't know, 30 minutes earlier, I was saying, stop asking me to watch this movie with you. <laughs> <laughs> what what next? I mean, you, you write that, uh, that you, you started reading the Bible. I mean, did, did he tell you to do that? Or did you just, did it just seem like the right thing to do or what? I wanted to do it. So after that happened, I just so desperately wanted more of Jesus and I wanted to know who he was and what he was all about. And I was just desperate for God to reveal his character to me. And my instinct was to go read the Bible. And though I had been to church as a, as a child, you know, for a, a stint of time and joined crew on campus for a very short period of time, I never truly read the Bible maybe a couple passages here and there, but never truly read the Bible. I had all these opinions about what the Bible was, even though I had never read it before, but I had preconceived notions about it. And I thought it something just told me to go get a Bible and to truly sit down mm. and read it. And so I remember driving to the bookstore and picking out a Bible. And I, I was looking at different translations. You know, I, I had Googled different translations and what they meant. And so I picked up a Bible and I could not wait to get home and start reading it. Hmm. And I kept reading. And as I was reading, so many things were just jumping out at me. And, um, you know, the concept of I am, the new age takes that and, and perverts it. And I heard for probably the first time in the new age that, um, there was a spiritual leader who said, when you're meditating and you're asking, who are you? Like, who am I? The correct answer is I am, period. And so I felt really heartbroken in that moment that we were just made to believe that we were, we were equating ourselves with God. And so I was really learning that I was, I had believed the greatest lie that was ever told in the Garden of Eden is that you can be like God. You could be as God. And when I was meditating and just saying the words, I am to myself, and then reading that in the Bible, I just instantly, I repented because as things are being revealed to me and I'm seeing that these things are coming from the Bible and in the new age just have this pretty little bow on it where people can digest it and take credit for where they are in life. It just really made me sad. 
And so as surprised or as shocked as you were after watching that movie, you became a believer in Jesus. And so what then? Yeah, so I, I just found myself wanting to read the Bible all the time. And when I had free time, that was what I was doing. And I wanted to find a good church. So I went to a couple churches uh, around my town to try and figure out where I wanted to go. And um, I ended up finding a good church. And so I actually really loved church so much that I was going twice a week (laughs) and reading my Bible every day. And um, yeah, so even though that was happening at the same time, I was grappling with my old life. So I still had in the first few months of uh, being saved, I still had some new age idols in, I had all of my new age idols in my house. So I had statues, I had Buddha statues, I had crystals, I had, you know, chakra um, tapestries and you name it. I mean, books on books on books. And so I kept praying about it and I was also wrestling with the Lord and, and just saying, but God, you made these crystals, you know, these are natural. They come from the earth. You made them. Can't I keep them? And I truly heard just a flat out no (laughs) and knew that I had to get rid of everything. So it wasn't until I came to Christ around January or February of 2022, I got baptized in June of 2022. And it wasn't until August of 2022 that I packed up all of my new age stuff in my home. And I actually have pictures and video of it. And it looks like I'm moving out of my house. That's how much stuff I had in my house. I packed it all up and I drove to, I drove to a dumpster and I threw it all away. (laughs) And on my way home, I cried because I felt such a release. I felt so much lighter. And when I came back to my home, my home felt so much lighter. So it was then in August that everything had finally left my home and I had I had no other new age idol or or item in my house. Jordan, I just have one more question that just came to mind and that is um, you said you were involved with New Age, the New Age practices for about 13 years. You must have had a, a, a maybe a, a fairly reasonably good sized circle of friends that were involved yeah. in these same practices. What how did how did they take your you becoming a Christian? You said that you were kind of repelled by Christianity when you you were in it. I mean, what how did that all affect your well, your friends, your social life? Yeah, it had a huge effect on my social life because I had a huge community of people in the New Age, um, from clients of mine to colleagues of mine to people who did yoga teacher training with me, people who were in my Reiki training even just people that were in lived in the same town and community that I'm in mm-hmm. so many people and most of my friends I would say so when I came to Christ it was a really tough transition because people thought that I was crazy they thought that I had totally lost it or they thought that I was partnering up with the god of the new age or Jesus in the new age or that I was trying to access this Christ consciousness. And when it was, no, I'm actually following Jesus of the Bible. People, I will say there've been a ton of people who have unfollowed me, unfriended me, who don't hang out with me anymore and don't want to be friends with me anymore. And 
it's been because I'm human, mm -hmm. it's been um, tough. Yeah. And in the beginning, I had really grieved some friendships lost, but now it's it happens so often <laughs> that I'm I kind of have a thick skin about it, and and also Jesus is just so worth it that I would do it over and over again. You've been listening to His People on Pilgrim Radio. Many thanks to our guest, Jordan Taylor. We've been discussing her article, I Left New Age for Jesus. You can read it at thegospelcoalition.org. Coming up on tomorrow's program, it's Patrick Miller on Rejecting Political Tribalism. And instead of talking about your politics and your political interests, what if you started talking about Jesus? What if you started talking about his kingdom? What if you started talking about his love and his mercy and his grace in a way that attracted that person to him? That's tomorrow at the same time, right here on His People. Thanks for listening.